0: For Love Unlocks, it's time for Love Unlocks on this beautiful Tuesday Uh, after all the storms and the rain. The Cape is a little bit sunny today. I hope it's not too cold where you are dialing in from. Thanks so much for joining us and welcome to Love Unlocks live sessions where we talk about people's amazing stories of how God's love has unlocked their lives. And it comes to you from our ministry, Love Key, where we minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. And we believe in seeing uh, healthy families building a healthy nation. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of this. We really appreciate it so much. Uh, today I've got a, an amazing guest. It's, uh, he's a friend of mine. He's also a colleague of mine in the Christian music industry. He's an amazing singer-songwriter. He's also leading a church and uh, well he's planted a church and he's planting another one right now. He's a husband, he's a father, he's, a, he's an amazing leader in our nation. His name is Ratif Burger and he is here with us today, all the way from Pretoria. Say hi, Ratif. How's it? Welcome, welcome, Hello, welcome. Hello, buddy. It's so good to have you. Thank you that you yeah. joined, man. This is so
1: Thank you so much. This is very nice to come here <laughs> This is so easy weg. Yeah. He, he, let him and also is
0: it cold up there now
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty cold in in, in the evenings uh, okay. now it's a bit better I'm as you can see'm I'm, I'm in a hybrid I've, I've got my <laughs> coat on and I've got my t-shirt, t-shirt on so I'm
0: still deciding yeah what is what's it now? the best way what is happening yeah <laughs> Uh, exactly you've been to the states right and there it's like seriously cold in the winter but inside every building it's super hot so it's also like you have to dress crazy warm out and then when you get in you want to take everything off it's very hard to know what to wear there i think we have a bit more of a yeah well it doesn't get as cold here so i guess that helps but yeah anyway yeah. but i'm glad you you're dressed and uh how's the family doing um kids at home Mm. Kids at home. We have an awesome stay-in mom.
1: Uh, well, not not uh, a stay-in daycare mom, because my because <laughs> my wife's still working in the mornings, and so we have an angel here with them in the mornings. Great. And um, and then uh, probably my oldest. He's four years old. He'll be going to school hopefully in the next two weeks. Okay. He's very excited. I
0: can imagine.
1: Um, yeah so so he's just praying in the evenings thank you lord that i'm going back to school and we're like mm, okay let's let's hope this is for his onset oh, and then my youngest is almost two years old and so he's here and then we have the little daughter on her way in the next uh, month. That's so it's exciting
0: it's, yeah bags are packed baby room is ready are you ready when is when is you is your wife due?
1: She's due the eighth of August, but we believe it's the last week of July. Okay. Um, so it's it's now it's literally a month's time, sure. and uh, we're going for a four D scan tomorrow again.
0: That's exciting. But everything
1: looks looks amazing, and uh, God's been really faithful because, um, you know we had one or two complications running into this one, and uh, and we. Um, uh, God has just been literally from week fourteen. She actually started to have some contractions. Oh wow! And we just we just prayed it through and prayed it out, and, sure. and God has just just strengthened her and me in the process. And wow. um, so now we're in week week thirty four, week thirty five.
0: Praise so. the Lord, man! That's amazing. Oh, listen, pregnancies Absolutely. are no joke, and uh, if you if you can get your wife and your child through it healthily. That is just a blessing. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh. Amen. Oh, we've got a lot of people logging on. Hello, everybody. I'm just going to say hi to a few people here. Some uh, regulars, Elmery, Mary. We've got Anel, uh, Irene. Hello, Yella. Rudy Geldeneis. Hello. Oh, my, my. hey, eBay is here. He's a, he's a radio DJ from a Christian radio station in the UK. He's on board. Hello, eBay. Great to see you, bro. Uh, so good. Rainy. Hello, everybody. It's so good to have you here. We're going to chat to Ratif today, get to know him a little better, and uh, also ask him about his testimony. But before we get there, we have to talk about you know the family, the wife. He's given us a little bit of insight already. Uh, but I would love to know, how long are you married now? Have you been married now?
1: Yeah, we've been married six years. But we actually um, have known each other for the last 20, well, 26 years now, because 20 years before we got married, we were just really good friends, um, really good friends before we got married <laughs> and, and God opened up my eyes and her eyes at the right time and it happened and uh, we are happily married. Um, but it's really my best friend. <laughs> I was joking with one or two friends during the, let's say, the, the heat of the lockdown we couldn't even leave your house.
0: Mm. Uh, I was like, I'm so glad I'm married for love. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Imagine it was not like that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because yeah.
0: we, we're hearing some interesting stories of what marriages and families are going through right now. Sure. Mm, you see absolutely. what it's made of. Yeah. Uh, so, absolutely. So you've kind of already answered my, my next question. I'm always curious to know, you know, how long between when people meet and when they get married, but it's very different for you guys. <laughs> there was a long friendship. So what I what I, I guess I need mm. to ask is, who knew, mm. who knew first that... The other one is my spouse, and uh, and then from from that moment you knew this is your wife. How long till you pop the question?
1: Sure. So Heinz, it was uh, very interesting. We um, uh, it's, it's a <laughs> it's actually a very long story, but <laughs> but I had a couple of commitment issues and and just uh, perfectionism issues that I had to deal with as a as a young man mm. and. Um, I remember I was doing the Comrades Marathon in 2013, and she was seconding her sister, also on the Comrades.
0: Okay. And
1: when she was there, we were basically in the same place, but not together there. Mm. She um, she had a quiet time with the Lord, and he spoke into her heart and said, Hey, um, it's time for a, t- for a breakthrough in relationships, and I would like you to help him. <laughs> and she was like, No, 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 Lord. I know this guy's pattern. After three weeks or a month or two months, he runs away, so I'm not in.
0: Oh, man, because uh, oh, she knows she, you really well. Sure. Yeah, wow. she
1: really – and, and uh, man, I dated some of her friends and then dumped them after a month or two, and I'm not proud to say that. That was my, that was my pattern of sure. not committing and not understanding how it works. Wow. Some of my own issues I had to deal with. But long story short, she said, right, Lord, uh, I'll commit if he makes the first move. And, and I was running the comrades, and uh, I was so tired. You know, when you're at your lowest low, and you just look for one person between all those thousands of spectators. Yeah. Then I knew um, I, I, I wanted her applause more than anything else. And oh, uh, wow. 10 days later, I did walk into her little flat and. the uh, and I said, well, I don't think I said anything. I just kissed her. And then I was like, Yes, okay, please. Um,
0: that speaks man, the
1: loudest. <laughs> come on. I, 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 can't, I can't hold on to it. But that's not the end of the story. So we actually then came together for three weeks.
0: Okay. And then I
1: started to run again. And, um, oh, and, um, okay. and then I kept on running and God stopped me. And uh, I, I hit my lowest low. And God just uh, did some amazing grace and truth work in my heart. Sure. And that December, we we traveled together to the Cape Province, to different venues. But we've been doing that for a couple of years before that, where we would drive down as friends. Mm. And we said, well, our friendship has been coming for 20 years, so let's don't throw it away. Let's just do this. And uh, And then on that trip and during that holiday, I... I knew that I don't want to live without her and then with all of the sorting out that God did in my spirits as I then committed it was six weeks and she had a ring on her finger and two and a half, two and a half months later we were
0: married yes so, wow you know, I love so it so thankful that's amazing it's a, it's a lifetime of, of relationship and then culminating in something so beautiful mm. well done man that's awesome um, so you've got you've got two kids and one on the way that's amazing Um, Mm -hmm. what I love asking this question. So when you think of your wife, uh, what is the first word that comes to mind about to describe her? I know there will be many, but like, what is the Mm. main thing? And then the same for your kids and then, you know, other ones on the way, but what, what has been already spoken over her? Mm.
1: So the word for my wife would be Sparkle. (laughs) <laughs> when she enters a room, I sparkle and she sparkles and sure. she makes people light up literally. Beautiful. Then then my um my 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 eldest, I would say, um soft-hearted. Um his name is Vainant. he's 4 years old. He's got such a compassionate soft heart. Mm. Then my my second son Karlu, uh, I would say spunk. <laughs> He's got spunk in him. I love it. <laughs> and um, and then uh, of my little daughter, Elisna, that's coming, um, I, I would say dancer. Mm. So there was a word uh, that when, when my wife had to literally rush to the hospital two days before her 40th birthday, she being 14 weeks pregnant. Sure. There was a moment uh, she was running to hospital, rushing off and booking herself in. Uh, so I think I just lost a bit of connection there. Am I am I good again to go, Heinz?
0: You're good on my side. No problems.
1: Okay, super. So I was, uh, she was rushing in and she had to just go and calm down and stop the contractions. And I was pleading with God and praying. And I felt these words of an old, delirious song <laughs> drop into my heart. Um, she will dance upon injustice. Yeah and uh, and wow. then I knew she's going to make it she's going to be fine Yeah. and this will mark her life uh, she mm. will be dancing in life and maybe she might become a dancer but whether it be symbolically or that that would be my word over her she's going to be a dancer
0: oh man yeah. that's beautiful I love that that's exciting I love it I mean, that's what, one thing I love about um, having your having your children in faith and having a faith community around you that just come I, I remember with all our children my wife had these, uh, you know, we have fast years or baby showers. And, and, and the one thing that always would happen is people would come around and just share what they sense in their spirit God is saying. And to see how the words would line up and just bless that child. And it's so awesome. I remember with, with our little girl now, Alana, she, you know, my wife <laughs> She's a very industrious lady. So she she had a, a baby shower in in Gauteng and one in the Cape. <laughs> and, uh, and but what, what was amazing is to see that the 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 words here and there lined up so beautifully. Mm. Was, so that's so encouraging. I love that. And I want to encourage people when you hear stories like this, you know, if you're still expecting or want to have children. I can't, you know, I can't even stress enough that that should be a focus. That this is a from conception, that's a life, that's a that's a destiny and God has a plan. So that's really something to to look forward to. Um, all right, so you're a singer. You've been on stage many times. We've we've shared a stage once or twice. Uh, gospel scospel and uh, one or two others. I can't remember all of them. But uh, yeah, we, we did oh, an gig. awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. gig. <laughs> gig was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and I think also in
1: Namibia, once
0: we had a worship event. Yes. yes. yes this is Louis Britt when he was still in the country. <laughs> um, but so, out of all of those times you've been out on the road, out on stage, can you share any kind of embarrassing moment that happened on stage, off stage, <laughs> whatever? Something that you still <laughs> remember now? <laughs>
1: I think one of the worst moments was many years ago. I was uh, I was leading worship in of Struham at an event with a bunch of students. Yeah, I remember we were worshiping, and there was, this was this worship moment, and and I uh, heard the rain starting to fall, and I was ministering about the rain of God's presence and the mm. rain of of His. Yeah, just healing rain, and, and one of my friends, he was so in, in awe of this, and he ran out with his arms wide open wide, and, and, and when he looked up, it was just a starry night, no rain, <laughs> so, so it was actually what happened, it was such a hot night, they actually
0: put on the fans, <laughs> I thought that's, it was a rain. And it sounded like rain, oh man, exactly. did, so, you, you, know, did you sing the song, uh, yeah. let it rain, at the, in that moment?
1: No, I was almost
0: there. I was almost there. I was, I was going for it, bro. <laughs> that's so good. I love it. I love it. Well, at least you know you had good intentions. That's that's great. <laughs> oh. So, you know, we get to travel a lot. Well, we used to get to travel a lot. Um, I know that you slowed down quite a bit when you planted a church and stuff, but you used to travel quite a bit. Um, what would you say is the your favorite thing about getting out on the road and, and doing your thing?
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing would be uh, – connecting with 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 my band as we travel and we do a bunch of really stupid things and there's always some <laughs> video camera close by uh, so the other day we're still on a whatsapp group some of these old videos of team 15 years ago are popping up <laughs> of course we all look like spring chickens yeah yeah and then um, but but all these fun moments and 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 I have a sound engineer Bobby Tate that is he's He's just really naughty. He's got a he's got a lack <laughs> a knack like of just always pulling some joke on somebody. And um, and and when I was a bit younger in ministry, I was I was many times a bit more um, <laughs> serious about life. And and he lighted up my life in many ways. Yeah, I think then the other thing is just the opportunity to see God moving all across this world and all across our country mm. and you walk into a into a town hall or in a city hall or wherever you're ministering and you see kindred spirited people people who are there for Jesus and his fame and his glory and you're like immediately in the same uh, spirit and and that there's been a, such a blessing to meet these people all across our beautiful country
0: amazing. And uh, is there something you really dislike about traveling?
1: Well, I do think the, old, the older I got and when I got married and children, it's being away from your family. Yeah. And uh, that's also one of the value decisions that I've made is not to travel that much on the one hand. And secondly, it was also because of local church because mm. uh, I have a deep value in building local church more than just blessing. Yeah. Being out there ministering and blessing, which is great. But when I minister to a place... I might only get there three years later or two years later. Um, and um, and it's a blessing moment. Um, and there is a f- form of building, but I believe in discipleship with my whole heart and raising leaders and, and being committed in a local body and uh, and not being able to do that because you travel a lot uh, was at some point a tension for me. And it's always a tension that mm. I need to manage. Yeah. Um Especially with family now, because I know I have a calling to be out there and, and to also minister across our country. But uh, for now, it's it's almost um, um, I'm, I'm happy in, in the way that it's happening now. Um, it's it's a good balance. I'm not speaking about lockdown.
0: I'm speaking <laughs> about before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand. Yeah, I, I yeah. Cool, man. Well, the good thing about uh, I think what what I uh, admire about. Your writing ability is that you really tap into something special um, of just f- writing songs that focus on God in such an amazing way. And even mm. though you don't travel, your songs travel and they, they go to places mm. and are sung by people that, that you, know, you, can, you sometimes don't even know about. And I think that's, that's what's so amazing about writing those songs that, that touch people's mm. hearts and minds in a, in a whole other way. Um, i I just had a comment here from uh, someone asking us why are we speaking English if we're both Afrikaans <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good question and it's a fair question The reason is that we want to have these stories reach as many people as possible and not everyone knows the, the heavenly language of Afrikaans so we uh, <laughs> so yeah, we just want as many people as possible to hear these stories that's that's the simple answer Yvonne um apologies for the are speaking now in Afrikaans it's not a problem um, for us all right and you've traveled a little bit overseas if i'm not mistaken right i'm not talking about namibia now but like international travel
1: Okay, well my travel started in namibia cuz i was born in ventuques that's namibia and in murrh nnb yeah, but I had the opportunity to travel quite a lot and since I'm I'm part of every nation uh global family of churches and ministries, I've had the opportunity to to be in different spaces, not just to minister but to go and learn and mm. to 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 meet family members uh, all across the world. So I'm so thankful. I think one of the highlights for me was being in Manila in the Philippines, part of a global songwriting workshop that was hosted there actually. We had people from over 16 nations, mm. uh, I believe, writing together three, four days, just in a, in a cauldron of collabing and writing and
0: awesome. having
1: the same vision, the same heart. So uh, I love traveling abroad. Uh, my wife also has a, a traveling bug in her. <laughs> now we're a bit in family lockdown yeah. in, in
0: the phase of our lives.
1: But I love the nations. I love um, having friends all across the world. Um, That's so cool. Is
0: is there a nation? So on the one hand, is there a nation you still want to visit from a, I just want to go there and maybe minister? That's a focus thing. And then is there a destination that you and your family just want to go to uh, for a holiday? Yeah, I think think it might be
1: be biased because it might be both.
0: I think the one nation –
1: uh, I would like to go to Belgium and the Netherlands also sure. because it's very close to Afrikaans really mm. to really go and minister there. And we have a brand new church plant also in the Netherlands. Okay, cool. going. So for me, that would be a passion um, to be able to minister in that context. And I'm and I'm following Kieskraaien Nuut and uh, a bunch <laughs> of awesome people of the Mosaic Church there. Okay. I actually translated a song or helped translate a song. Jesus Die Verwiner. That's on my latest album. Oh, that yeah. was written by them and an incredible worship okay. song, just a,
0: awesome,
1: just amazing. So it's a translated, it's a Dutch song that I just translated. Huh. Uh, uses the um, um so uh, this is so moy, and kind of sing. So there's the inland, uh, Oostenrijk, so like for we'll visit Austria, nice. um, oh, just for. Um, just for the beauty of it, and then also skiing. Yes. Um, man, I love skiing. <laughs> I did it in, t- 10 years ago, and I, I, I took cataflamps with me. Um, <laughs> you just fall so much. Every night I pop t- two, and then I slept like a baby. So, But I would love to go back there and uh, just see the beauty um, of that nation. Awesome.
0: I've only, I've only had the chance to ski once and it was in Bulgaria of all places and I, deci- I, had, I could choose between skiing and snowboarding and I thought, you know what, I've skateboarded in my life before, maybe the muscle memory will be better on the snowboard. Uh, I, I think I was wrong, but the first day, I wish I had cat to flame. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was hectic. But the next day, my 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 brain started going, this is what you need to do. And it, it went a lot better. Mm-hmm. My job. But I, I was a little jealous of the skiing guy. So I think you made the the better choice there. <laughs>
1: do you know what? Now that we're just speaking about that, I'm thinking about marriage and love per se. Because the whole thing about skiing, for those who've skied, and you speak about the mind switch, is... When you ski and, and the slope is like this, you literally need to throw your weight forward to the slope, but yeah. not away from the slope. Yes. And your whole body says no, hold back because mm. you are going to fall. And I think it's the same with marriage and relationships. Hollywood teaches us to now you've got to hold back in giving of yourself. Mm. You've got to hold back in in serving. Where Christ's commission in godly relationships is, no, you got to give it all. You got to weigh in to the downfall where you lose your life and you give your life for people and give your life into relationships. So it's like, so a, like good. you say, it's a mind switch. Yeah. Um, just as we spoke, I got that revelation.
0: That's a great message, bro. Kimmel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> steal that idea and build a sermon around it. it. <laughs> Come no, on, but it's, it's Happy. a good one. I like it. Um, do you? You know, you've. You've got a young family now, but you've been at this for quite a while from a ministry and a music point of view. What is your, at this point of your life, if you had to say, what is your biggest life dream that you still want to achieve? What would that be? Sure, Heinz. I had a couple of them, but I really ticked
1: all the boxes. Um, It's it's, uh, that there isn't one that is just still out there that I need to pursue because there was a season in my life. I had a fifteen-year on-and-off battle with depression sure. um, that 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 really stole so much of my life. And it feels as if God has given back, uh, as the scripture says, the years that the locusts have eaten. Mm. And um, I can I can honestly tell you, buddy, um, there's no massive box that I still want to tick. I'm a lot in. Uh, in the moment, type of person. Yeah. I want to be in the moment. I don't think too far ahead. Um, I don't think about having a traveling international ministry or a this or a that. I have my family, have a daughter on the way that I'm so, so excited about. So, um, man, just to be able to keep on building and planting churches that will last beyond my years and beyond my ministry. I think for me that is very important, um, and to have my children serve Jesus for the rest of their lives.
0: I think that's a good one. That's that's uh, that's 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 on my heart as well. So I can totally say amen to that. Well done. Um, so I just want to I want to kick to that gear of of hearing your story how you how you came to know Christ, how you gave your life to Him, and and you've mentioned now there there was a, a long battle with depression. And God has unlocked that in your life. Um, so if you can maybe just share with us, what was the first moment of, of surrender? And then since then, how has God unlocked certain aspects of your life that you can be where you are now?
1: It's a loaded, great question. I hope it, <laughs> it just brings honor to Jesus. I'm going to try and, and speed up. So I was four years old, the youngest of four kids. remember my mom lining us all up. All this went first. I went last, and she just shared the gospel with this with a simple booklet, um, the four spiritual keys, uh, mm. or four spiritual principles. And I remember, as a four, or five year old, I just prayed a simple prayer. But that was the first. And then, when I was about fourteen years old, thirteen, fourteen years old, uh, I had a friend confront me at school, ask me this question: "If you would die today, where would you be?" Mm. Uh, raw evangelism and I loved it. <laughs> I remember praying a prayer but then um, then I messed up quite big. I, I went on a church camp. There was not actually a church camp because there were seven of us. Just me and my friend was from school and the rest were all students, no adults and uh, one girl. And the first stop to the church camp was actually the the liquor store. <laughs> and uh, uh, first first night, I got really drunk. My whole life, and um, the shame of there was this one lady, and she was older than me. And whether she picked me or I picked her or something, we ended up together and sleeping together. And I remember um, waking up the next morning and and just feeling. So empty and feeling so guilty and uh, actually for the next couple of weeks I almost wanted to take my own life because sure. that wasn't how I was brought up. I was um, head boy primary school and I'm in the, in the high school and great parents and this and that and and then three months later I ended up at a real church camp with Derki van der Spee, Derki van der Spee from um, Morletta Park Church in Pretoria and he had just a simple gospel message of carrying your burdens and trying to run a marathon with this rucksack of full of bricks and sin and shame. I remember 28 September 1994. I just surrendered my life to Jesus mm. right there, fully, completely. And wow, it's been 26 years later. And um, and and after school, I went into full-time ministry, just dedicating my life to Jesus, started with music, started with all of that, but in that time, I, I still had stuff that I struggled with, almost a 20-year battle with pornography, that even going into ministry, I couldn't shake, and I had, I read all the books, and I did all of this and all of that, and um, was accountable, and then you have victory, and then you fall back, and yeah. this, this, and um, by the grace of God, He kept on using me, even in those seasons, because yeah. I wanted to be free, but I didn't know how.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I can re- and and in those times, because of that, and because of relationships and not being able to commit, and being a perfectionist, or let me rather say, being a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> and being an artist, which is of course a subspecies that yeah. you all know.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, we're a bit oversensitive. Uh, you can be a bit uh, insecure. Um, my path um uh, met with an incredible man that you also know really well, Philip Pretorius, that, that 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 discipled me, that really sat me down and taught me about lordship and not just loving Jesus, but obeying Jesus, mm. and Him being your Lord and your Savior, and coming into spiritual family, um, committing to be under authority with elders and people really speaking into my life, and and the more I got into that space, the more also the, the depression or the roots of that and perfectionism and all those things came to the front. And, um, and uh, after my last breakup that was with my wife now, uh, I ended up uh, actually in a mental hospital. That's where I ended up. And that was in 2013. That's seven years ago. Wow. And, um, and that was my lowest low. Mm. And, and there God met me. And I would always tell people I had a gospel encounter. Where truth and grace came to me,
0: mm.
1: uh, John one seventeen says, Jesus came to bring truth and grace, and uh, cause sometimes we use grace as a cover up just to keep on sinning, and I was in bondage i wasn't unlocked yeah. love, true love, if you are a parent, you know that true love is not just fluffy, yeah. true love is discipline, mm. true love is correcting, and I had that from a Philip from friends from my now wife, who actually, after we broke up, had the guts to tell me the truth mm. and say, so, I think you're struggling with perfectionism and this and that and all these things. And, and for the first time, I saw perfectionism as sin, and I still believe it, because uh, only God can be perfect. Adam and Eve tried to be like God, and that was the first sin. So, so I had to repent of it. I said, Lord, because perfectionism was actually driven by the fear of failure and underneath that, the fear of rejection. Yeah and uh, so wow. I, that was i think my turning point where i came to a place of it's okay to fail uh, but it's okay to bring that failure and that sin to jesus that he can set you free mm. and that's what happened uh, end of 2013 and god healed me from depression and so many other baggage and so many other things uh, I, I was set free from the pornography struggle as well and like i said Six months later, I got engaged. Three months later, I got married, and um, God has just kept on ministering to my soul. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be the savior of everybody. Jesus is, and and that's such a burden from my shoulders. Yeah. And, um, and to have a wife that understands that. When I mess up and when I miss it, I don't like criticism. I don't like all those things, but that's why I say having the gospel not just save you but keep on saving you or keep on sanctifying yeah. you that for me is the gospel for life
0: wow that's powerful sure you've touched on some uh, some very relevant issues that i think many people struggle with and uh, i mean we've heard that even especially in lockdown now there's quite a rise in mental health issues depression um, there's even a rise in, in suicides um, mm-hmm. what how, how, how can you what message maybe do you have for people that are listening that may be feeling some form of depression even, even maybe they had it before lockdown and lockdown was just you know is, is making it worse um, oh. what is you you understand this firsthand? so from a spiritual point of view from a medical point of view what's what can people do to, to beat this thing? and Or if they know someone that is struggling with that, what should they know and keep in mind?
1: Well, uh, the first thing I want to say is that um, I did a live session on Groot FM. It's a it's sister channel of uh, mm. Teicheberg Radio in Cape Town. And I spent a whole hour on this ministering. So it's not a quick answer. Yeah, I'm actually getting into the studio next week on Monday. felt the unction to go and record short video clips, probably 10 of them, to to just share on this that I'll be sharing in the next 2-3 weeks on my YouTube channel and okay, my great. Facebook page to really help people f- further with this. Awesome. I, I believe, as you've said, I did some studies that um, there's a there's a company um, in, in, in the country that actually ministers to people with anxiety. Um, uh, not a company, but just a, not a ministry, it's just uh, a body. And uh, where they would have received 600 calls per day, people struggling with this, it's doubled during lockdown. Yeah, uh, suicidal rate has, has just gone up. So there is such a need, and what a time for the church to shine. Now, I'm not one of those who give people quick answers regarding depression and anxiety, because there are many uh, routes. Um, you have the super spiritual guys who would just uh, amount this to a spiritual influence the spiritual demonic oppression, etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, which I do believe in, and I believe there are elements of that. I also experienced it myself. Okay. But you have the medical side. You have history maybe of family. Yes, mm. it's not been absolutely proven that it is genetically um, wired, but it can it can be a merger of, of many things. So for me, it would be a holistic approach. How you approach yeah. this, how you minister into this, would be um, on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level. on um, I always tell people um, that depression, you have like a like a, um, uh, a computer has got software and hardware. Mm. The hardware on a computer is the physical body of the computer. And for me, um, I know that my adrenals, there's your binary, things like that, because of my lifestyle as an artist of high adrenaline and massive drops, my adrenals were so depleted. And that was one of the things that actually helped on my depression. Wow! So at some point, my hardware needed to be rebooted or mm. I need to get in some new batteries and medication helped. Um, physical training helps. Good diet helps. All of those things help with the hardware. And that's where I believe sometimes medicine can be really good and don't ever diagnose yourself. Go to a health professional. Yeah, no, please. Not yeah, a doctor or even better, a good psychiatrist. I call them the chemical engineers. And I had an amazing chemical engineer working on my hardware, helping me find that balance. I'm a big guy, over 100 kgs. So I needed the right things to help my, uh, my, my, my hardware. Then on the other hand is your software and Mm. that is your thinking patterns. That is the way you process failure or loss because most depression is rooted in loss. I've also mentioned my battle with perfectionism, and I've spent with many people um, in counseling sessions regarding um, depression, and I can almost ballpark figure 90% of them does have a, a, a hint of perfectionism in them. Because they are very hard on themselves. They process things in a fear of failing. And failure is their greatest enemy that makes them anxious or the fear of losing control. And, but again, people have different triggers for depression. I can't go into all of that now. But mm. there is hope. And um, there are many helplines. There are many places. Reach out to your church. Don't carry this alone. If you have somebody... Reach out to them. Don't try and fix them and say, hey, snap out of it. That's the worst thing you can say to somebody. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> that's the okay. question.
1: It's not a snap out of it. It is, it is very much more intricate. Um, unless you've had it and really experience the depth of that sorrow and that hopelessness, it's sometimes difficult to really empathize with or sympathize with people. Wow. And so, therefore, do not judge too quickly. Okay. Certain personalities, like my dad, he couldn't understand it because he's a lot more left-brain, uh, choleric-driven type of personality, and mm. he couldn't understand that. I'm the strong young man, and how can I fall into depression? Yeah. But he had to learn over the years, and, and, and also he's growing. So, again, watch out uh, on my YouTube channel, my Facebook page. Um, I'm going to share a lot on this in the next two, three weeks. And then also point you into the right directions, good counselors, good hotlines uh, to, to help people at, le- at least just get into the right funnel where you can get help. But maybe the last thing you hear, Heinz, it, it is my testimony. I know mine is not everybody's. Mm. But eventually, it was a combination of truth and grace. Sure. Because uh, sometimes people in depression are so me-focused because they just want to survive that they almost block themselves from hearing truth yeah. that can actually set them free. Wow. Um, so I think it's a good dose of both in a holistic approach.
0: Sure. You summarized that really well. I've, I don't think I've heard that well-balanced answer before. So thank you for that. Um, and thank you for sharing so vulnerably from your own life. I really appreciate that. Um, what is, while you're adjusting your camera,
1: <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to lose my I think I'm going to lose my 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 um, my my battery, so I'd rather just oh, okay. uh, quickly no get that in. If that's okay, can you still hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. You're there. We can see and hear you. No problem. Um, I'm just thinking now while you're talking. If if you if you, uh, I, I know, don't self-diagnose. I totally understand that. But are there some telltale signs that someone might be? struggling with depression that that's close to you, that you love and that you can say, that you can maybe go, Hey, you know, maybe we should talk to someone, maybe we should get some advice. Um, what would, are there telltale signs? What would those be? Yes. Uh, there are actually a bunch of them. Um, you can
1: actually also when you go and Google, you can you can see one or two of those uh, very good uh, things. But but um, one of them would would be that somebody's really maybe struggling to get up in the morning. Okay. Uh, there's no drive. There is no passion for life in any way. Um, things that used to excite them don't excite them anymore. It might be uh, increased weight loss for some people. For other people, it might be gaining weight. Mm. A very low self-esteem. Um, sometimes even talking about death, sure, and uh, that that everything in life is just hopeless. Um, you might uh, have people struggling to sleep at night. Um, they don't want to exercise. They are isolating themselves more than ever before. Mm. Now I know in lockdown, it it hasn't helped because people need to isolate. <laughs> but this is like an unhealthy isolating happening. Mm. Um, so, so you have that as well. And, and, and then it might be big forms of irritation. They're, they're short tempered. Uh, It manifests in very different ways. Some people uh, become a lot more silent. Some people become a lot more aggressive. Um, and then also some are just running to addictions like never before because they have no idea emotionally how to cope with this. So these are just some of the, the signs that, that you need to pick up. Um, now, remember there are different forms of depression as well. Yeah. You have more um, uh, clinically um, uh, bipolar depression. You have manic depressions. And then you have what they call situational or seasonal. Some people are actually getting depressed because it's winter. Some people because it's spring. Wow. So there are, there are some people are just going through an episode mm. because they've lost their job. Sure. Or they've lost a loved one. Um, most depression is rooted in some form of loss. Um, so as a friend, as a parent, perhaps, look out for these things. And if it keeps on persisting, normally the, the medical health professionals will say, if it goes on for longer than two weeks, you know there's trouble. Okay. Um, and it's consistent. So, And then look for help. Um, most churches have good counseling ministries where you can pop up and you can ask. And again, that's the software side. If somebody is acutely depressive, um, it would be very wise to also get medical help, especially when they're depraved of sleep. Because mm. the more sleep loss you have, and I'm speaking to a parent of four children, and I'm gonna be
0: one of three now, <laughs> um, the less clear you can think sometimes, yeah. eh, buddy? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I must say we're very blessed with our with our youngest one now. She sleeps like a dream. It's amazing. So we've we actually done she Sleeps know like what, a baby. Yeah, she sleeps like a baby should, <laughs> according to that saying. Yeah, uh, we're very yeah. grateful. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, so those are those are important to know, I think. And Uh, you say there's a link between perfectionistic being perfectionistic and potentially uh, some form of depression. And, you know, both of us are artists. I I know I struggle with perfectionism and I am hard on myself. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not depressed. I believe Mm. by the grace of God, but I definitely have those moments where if, if I've, I've I've had to let go of a lot of perfectionism over the years and uh, because you you strive you you convince yourself I'm striving for excellence and I think there's value in that but mm. you also have to realize like you said you're not God and um but where, how did you find that balance or is it is it like a daily thing you have to choose to not go there but to realize I'm in, I mean by grace I'm in God's love yep. you know is it, a, is it still a daily thing for you? How do you stay in the in the good place to, in terms of that?
1: Yeah, I, I think, Hans, it's, it's become a lot easier for me now since I've identified the roots of that in my life. And I think the biggest motivator of perfectionism is either fear or self-exaltation. Okay. Um, so self-exaltation or pride would be I want to be a perfectionist because I want to be the best and I want to make a name for myself and I want to this, I want to, I want to. Okay. So that drives you. The other one is the fear of failure or the fear of rejection when you are not perfect. That Mm. was the one that drove me a lot for many years is that I'm not allowed to fail. I'm a pastor. I'm I'm this child to my family. I'm this or that. You
0: have to stay there. um,
1: Yeah. Yes. Mm. Whereas excellence, which I believe is a godly motive, that comes from my motive is not fear or self. My motive is worship. Um, If it's been sanctified by by Jesus, my motive is I want to do this excellence so that Jesus can get the honor and he can be worshiped. Now, it's a very fine line. And I've I've crossed it many times, then this side, then that side. I try and convince myself, no, this is for the worst of Jesus. And then it's, no, I just want to look good.
0: Yeah. So. How do you, how do you identify know, that? Because I mean, as an artist, we have this weird, we have this weird tension. Like I want as many people as possible to hear my song. I want the marketing to be good. I want the song to be good, the production to be good, because then it will reach more yeah. people. And it, it's to the glory of God. And then you have to draw this line like, am I really still talking about Jesus? <laughs> mm. So how do, you, how do you manage that when you put out a new song now?
1: Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a great question. I think, Heinz, it is we can't lie to God in our inner chamber. Yeah. And in those moments when I'm, I'm just really quieting down, why am I doing this? Is it to make money? Is it to make a name for myself? Is it whatever? Um, and I'm really honest with myself. I think in those moments, it will come to the front. Mm. Because the Spirit of God will just whisper into my heart. Mm. Hey, let go of this. Let go of that. Or sure. just change your attitude again, your motive.
0: Yeah. I
1: think the second um, 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 barometer for me has been, now once I've put out the song, how consumed Am I by the amount of hits or yeah. streamings? How or often do you go check that?
0: How many people have
1: downloaded it? <laughs> so yeah. the, the moment I'm into that, I'm like, Mm-mm,
0: this yeah. is not about Jesus anymore. Sure. Is, am I looking good? Yeah. It's idolatry, so, you know. We we and it's so easy. And I think you know we're in the music industry and in in ministry and and people are, that are listening are in different kinds of industries. But the same thing, I think applies if whatever you are busy with whatever you are working on striving for if we have to constantly check who who am i hoping will get glorified through this and and that's a yo that's a very fine like you say it's a fine line that you have to constantly check in your heart it's a Hmm. it's good bro that's good it's challenging i like it yeah
1: and 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 you you also know my my value on church and spiritual family that's where if you have the truth speakers in your life that's close to you, yeah. they can quickly flag and say, hey, what's going on here? it yeah. a bit too much of retifia. Sure. Mm, check your motives. And that's why I don't ever believe in isolated, insecure artists or musicians or ministry leaders or whatever out there. We need to be rooted. We need to be connected. We need to be submitted and interdependent to other people who can call these things, especially those who know you for the long run.
0: Yeah. It's easy
1: to walk into a place and you minister at a place. Everybody's like, oh, their heart is so humble and their motives are so pure, but they only see you for two hours on stage.
0: Yeah, they're celebrating your gift. Those that walk yeah. with you. They celebrate the live gift with your you life. in your house. No. They know you. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's, that's very different. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, bro. That's so good. Um, And the the other very uh, sensitive subject you touched on was uh, people struggle with uh, with pornography, I think, lust. And Mm. that has become uh, like so pervasive in our society and it's so easily obtainable. Um, It's something that I think the average guy is struggling with in some way. And we – I mean, you can even just switch on the TV and it seems like it's – what you know, it depends on your definition of pornography, but it seems that it's even in advertisements and it's you know, on billboards. And, uh, mm. you know, how do you, you 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 very you know, very briefly said God gave you victory there, but it was a lifelong challenge. What mm. what do you think was the this the final big switch that happened in your spirit, in your inner man that that helped you to gain that final victory?
1: Yeah, I think, um, in, in the word, uh, love unlock, um, uh, I think un- unlocking that, I would say two things. I think um, the one for me would be to understand in my life, and I think many men, apart from all the temptations that's in front of us, you mentioned it now the whole time, 24-7. Mm. Mm. Uh, some, some young single men or women uh, might think, oh, it's going to go away when I'm married. And that's one of the greatest myths. I praise the Lord that I, I was set free before I was yeah. married. Because I know of friends who was caught in the act of watching pornography sure. while they were married. And that is that is so tough on any marriage. But I've seen people also recover from that. So, mm. um, But you don't want that. There is a lot of shame and embarrassment that comes on you. So, yes, there's a lot of temptation. But for me was the realization that my deepest root in my struggle with porn wasn't necessarily lust. It was actually a lack of identity. Mm. And why I say that is many men, and I'm speaking just regarding men, the moment you feel emasculated, okay, not physically, but emotionally in your workplace or in your marriage or in your friendships, you feel not like a man anymore. You feel like you are worthless. The enemy comes and he lies to you. You won't amount to anything and how can you be a child of God and you, you feel powerless or you've messed up. For me as a perfectionist, the moment I made a mistake, I felt almost emasculated. Yeah. I feel like I'm a failure. Sure. And all of those emotions triggered a need to almost feel good about myself, even for a moment. Yeah. When you're watching somebody and uh, or you're watching something that's not real on a screen, and you might be masturbating or just anything regarding that.
0: It's an you, escape.
1: Yeah, you are escaping, and in that moment you escape. But then it's like exactly what the devil does. He catches you, and then he condemns you. Yeah, he catches you, and he condemns you, and that sure. circle is just you go down deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. into condemnation. So for me to be able to see that root and take that to Jesus and say, because I say the gospel always. Shows us two things. We are more evil and wicked than we ever thought possible. Yeah. But then it shows us we are more loved and cherished than we ever dared dream.
0: Yeah. That's the two
1: parts, the same coin. Mm. But sometimes we first need to see the reality of who we are. And I had to have a truth moment where I had to look into myself literally and see the gif of this deep evil. And I brought that to Jesus with no reservations, with no excuses. I just saw the truth for the rawness, didn't try to pretend or anything. And I took that to him. In that time, I also was very accountable to men in my life that I knew had victory over this. Mm. So I shared every temptation, everything with them. Mm. And as I took this to Jesus, it's as if his grace then came flooding in and My identity got settled. I'm loved when I mess up, when I fail, or when I do everything perfect (laughs) in excellence. I am loved, period. Yes. And that set me free, Heinz. Um, I think that was the start of of it. And um, it's like the sumo wrestler analogy that was used in a book many years ago. You cannot try and beat the sumo wrestler in the… Boxing ring or in the sumo ring, and if if the sumo wrestler is porn, and you are you, you won't ever be able to fight it. The only way you beat him is you starve the sumo. You don't feed him anymore, wow. and he dies slowly and slowly and slowly. So stop feeding him with soft porn and soft this and soft mm. that. These little doors that you open. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that's powerful. Sure, I think that that is. So good, bro. Well done. You teach it so well, you get it across so well because you lived it, you went through it and it's it's I think that can set a lot of people free as well. But I think there's right. the, the what I'm what I'm also know is, is that the cost the cost of being willing to open up, being vulnerable to to brothers that you can trust and that is not mm-hmm. something that comes easily in this world where we are told in, in many ways to be an individual, to try to make it on your own, to you know, and I mean, I've seen the value of being part of a spiritual family, of submitting, of taking your stuff to people when you don't want to, <laughs> and just being real yeah. and vulnerable. And it sucks in the moment, but the freedom that comes from that is so powerful. So, yeah, I can just say amen and uh, and, and and encourage people to to follow suit if you really want to be free, if you really want to live in the freedom that Jesus died for. These are the things that are necessary. You can't do it on your own. You need to walk with people and because God's grace can unlock anything in your life. But it has to happen the way he, he designed it to happen. Amen? Yes. So sure, that's Amen. so good. And and I mean I can see just from hearing your story how the 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 sin will feed into the need to be perfect, will feed into the depression. And it's like this, it must have been this horrible cycle. Of the one feeding the other and feeling trapped in that. And praise God that that you, you, know, you can testify about it now and, and help so many others. So that's awesome. And uh, I will, uh, afterwards, I will put, if you can send me the link to your YouTube channel, then I will put that into this uh, description as well. So people can click on that and, and go to there and, and please go and learn more. You've obviously done your research. You've been through it yourself. Uh, I think these are very, very important things we need to, address and talk about and, and thank you for sharing on that I really appreciate it great
1: brother
0: um, can you as we, as we end off um, please pray for those watching and listening that, that may be struggling with one or all of these things and uh, just also that they will find a space where they can share and get free and, and walk in freedom from, from this point on mm. um, yeah just please pray, pray for people on that and, and then I will th- end off with a prayer as well Great. Thank you,
1: Lord Jesus, that we can call on the name above all names. Lord, there's nothing that is not submitted to you, Lord. There's nothing that mustn't bow before you. Yes. And therefore, Lord, I pray this name, Jesus, over everyone seeing this, everybody Mm. watching now. I want to pray into your spirit, man. I want to call you to obedience, to surrender. And Lord, even if they are full of shame and full of sin, Lord, you can set free, you can unlock with your glorious grace. Mm. Would you be gracious, Lord? Would you show mercy and kindness, Lord? Mm. And thank you, Father, in this moment um, that you never run out of mercy, you <laughs> never run out of grace. It's mm. like the waves of the ocean,
0: mm.
1: it just keeps on coming. Those struggling with depression, those who are struggling with some form of addiction, might be pornography, it might be addicted to nicotine or to drugs or to anything lord thank you for your grace yes. on them mm. and would you minister to them may they search for help may they connect to local church family mm. somewhere to reach out and ask for help and would you bring healing and unlock in their lives your perfect
0: life mm. in Amen. jesus name thank Amen. you, lord. lord i pray for for a tiff in his marriage his family his ministry his songs and, and this this uh this thing he's going to do where he's going to share on this even more broadly to to reach more people. Lord, I thank you that you bless each and every aspect of his life, that you take it from glory to glory and strength to strength, and that that you will always receive the glory with everything that he does, that you will shine through his marriage, through his parenting, through his family, his ministry, and his music. I thank you Lord, that that you will help him to reach more than what he could ever imagine and that all the glory will go to you. Thank you for his story. Thank you for his testimony, Lord. It really blessed us all today so much. I thank you for that. And I pray that you will bless his church plant at Elardus Park and that that will go from strength to strength and reach more people and all the churches that are part of uh, Every Nation Twine, that that you will bless them and strengthen them and guide them. And uh, yeah, we just pray for for all the people that listen today, that they will be blessed. I pray that this message of today will reach so many people far and wide and bring freedom where it goes. Because uh, g- grace and truth, love and truth is what really sets free. It unlocks. We pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Sure, brother. Amen. That was amazing. I'm so blessed. <laughs> Bye-bye, thank you. And I appreciate you so much, man. I hope you have been able was get out of <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so please go and uh, check out his YouTube channel. If you are in uh, in Twanay, there's uh, Every Nation Twanay Church. If you don't have a local church yet, uh, we both can recommend going there, being part of one of their church plants. I think you've got seven, right? Seven different Twanay churches?
1: Yeah, it's it's seven ones across uh, Twanay okay.
0: specifically, yeah. So yeah, the the you can go to org and uh, and see the one that's closest to you and and tie in there. Uh, the great thing about Every Nation is the the language is the same everywhere. The value of discipleship, lordship is everywhere and uh, you can you can latch into this and and be helped, be guided, be blessed uh, so go ahead and do that and uh, and if you haven't yet, go and download and buy all Retief's music, please and play it loudly. It's really good. It's really <laughs> awesome. Thank you so Thanks, Guru. Thank you so much for spending it, uh, your uh, lunchtime with us. I really appreciate it. Lots of love to your family and uh, good luck with this last stretch before the little one comes. Uh, I believe everything will go really well. God bless you guys. Thank you. All right, man. I was just gonna say goodbye to everyone here. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. What an amazing, amazing chat and time with Ratif. I really believe and trust that it blessed you. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I wanted to quickly also just mention that uh, if you haven't joined us yet, on Thursday nights, my wife and I are holding this online seminar where we talk about marriage and uh, all the things that go with that. And you can still join us. We're on our second week this uh, Thursday. You can go to the link in the description or go search for it on Quick it and join us on that. Uh, it'll be great to see you guys there um but yeah thank you for joining us thursday i'm chatting to pastor francia Berger, the other burger for the week he's gonna be he's he's a pastor from a church in rustenburg and he's joining us awesome awesome man of god just a great teacher of the word and uh, he's got some great stories as well so please join us on that for that on thursday thank you to everyone who commented and came on board and chatted i can see that it It has meant so much to so many people. I'm so grateful for that. Please keep sending us your comments and feedback, um, what you love about this, what you maybe don't love about this, how we can do this better. And uh, and please help us to share these these messages to as many people as possible. I really appreciate your help. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.